It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, CC, and welcome all to our weekly podcast. Terry Curran's The Curran View with the Isle of Mr. Terry Curran. And if you're listening free to the first half on either iCast or Spotify, you can follow the links on our socials and access the full podcast via either April, April via either Apple or become a patron. All the W's dot patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. You can follow us on Twitter at Curran View, on Facebook The Curran View, on Instagram, or join the group 3.2000 strong to date. Thank you so much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Where did April come from, TC? I meant Apple. I think you've been uh, wound up all day, I think. So uh, I think you've got your words slurred a little bit or mixed up a bit. I've been out in my garden, actually, doing a bit of um, cutting back and trimming and, and pruning, etc., etc. And I've just had my tea. We do this a little bit later. Um, tonight, it's Wednesday night. Sunderland are just kicking off uh, away at Sheffield United. Um, just to give it a date stamp. Uh, TC, a date stamp on the weekend or a magic moment stamp on the weekend. What did you source for us? What a load of great goals and magic moments, by the way. I, I, when you ask me this question, oh, no, I'm repeating myself like uh, steady, I'm steady away, steady Eddie. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, and there is, there's that many great goals. Yeah. Which ones do you pick? And well, we could pick 20 or 30 out of them, really, couldn't we? Yeah. Through all the league, yeah, you know. But I'm going to go with uh, Diaz of Liverpool, the equaliser. Because yeah, uh, when he came in from, remind me a little bit like me, yes, Cotton Perfect, uh, my goal against uh, United when I was playing for Wednesday, right into the same corner of the, the goal. So that's the goal I'm going for. But there's there's absolutely been some sublime uh, passes and goals and magic moments in, in, in many of the games. Absolutely. I mean, it was a great goal from, um, uh, what's, what's the fella's name? Diaz. Diaz. Is it Diaz? Yeah. D-I-A-Z. Diaz. Okay. But uh, he's a Colombian fella, isn't he? He's quite new to Liverpool. They, they bought yes. him, I think... Um, what was it last January? January when they, it, well, it was, it was certainly flagged up that Tottenham were after him, so uh, they decided to purchase him a little bit earlier. It was it a great a good, goal. It looks a good. It looks a good signing for Liverpool. Yeah, it, it, but he fell over when he shot, didn't he? He hadn't well, got as good a balance as you, and I don't think that his goal was technically. I think yours was much more difficult because yours was more to towards the corner flag, wasn't it? And you coming, you had a lot of players around you. Yeah, but they, don't forget they're sending me away from goal. You taught that. You yeah, trained, yeah, yeah. You taught, defenders are taught that. To, you know what they've done is switched off, thinking I'm not going to. You know, I think I'm going to knock it back. I'm going to knock it back. Yeah. And then because I've got an explosive, uh, I have. I had explosive pace. Yeah. 
uh, I saw the little gap and went away. Mm. I think he's going to be a very, 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 very good player, mate. I think he's going to cause a lot of problems. I think he, he needs to fill out a little bit, but he'll mm. get that um, as he gets more game time. I was very impressed with him. I know the game's about 90 minutes and, you know, even more so in, in, in today's modern game. It can go on for, you know, 97, 98, 99 minutes, can't it? Yeah. Uh, but it showed glimpses for me that looked uh, there's going to be a player. I was impressed with him, me, Gabby. I was very impressed with him. Yeah, I was. I was very impressed I mean, with him. Don't forget, they went, ten, they went down to 10 men. Yeah. You know, and if, if for me, if, if Zahar scored more, and he, I mean, he gets chances to score goals as Zahar, you know. Uh, yeah. Zahar. Yeah. If he scored more goals... You know, he won't be at Palace. I know he went to Man United, but he would have been let go by Man United. I guarantee you. His, his only problems are half for me. He doesn't get enough goals when he, when he's playing in a position uh, and he gets the chances to score goals, but he's a hell of a player. thing is, I guess with Wilfred, he's that he has no disrespect to Crystal Palace because I like um, what Patrick yeah. Vieira's doing. I do, I do like Crystal Palace. But if he was playing, say, for instance, for a Manchester City or a Liverpool, he would get far more chances and he would score for far more goals. I think he's a quality I player. That. I get that, but he does miss a lot of chances. Yeah, he does, yeah. 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 But again, he, he don't have that, that many. Oh, yeah, so well, yes, it's glaring, what, isn't it? 100% when mm. you're playing in a Manchester City or a Chelsea or yeah. a uh um, Liverpool, you're going to get more chances because they, they're going to attack more. They're going to have more percentage of ball. Yeah. You know, we, we I, I get that. You're, you're 100% right. Uh, but he's still... I mean, he's the man and he's, he's the penalty taker. Yeah. Uh, he still doesn't gain enough goals mm. for me. And that's not been a criticism for him. Cause, no, cause yeah. I but, could watch him play all day long. Yeah, I like to watch him play. He's quality. You know, and I always say, I always said to boys, you can't give him, they can't give him t- uh, space because one thing about him, mm. he, he's got great pace and all. Yeah, he certainly has. And and that game, Liverpool, I thought Liverpool absolutely dominated it. And and it was only a matter of time until they were going to score. And as with uh, many, many times when you're watching football or playing football, <laughs> the, the ball goes down the other end and the other team score really against the runner play. And I looked at it and I was going to post up on Facebook, well, that's football, kids. And that is sometimes what you get. And Liverpool are getting a little bit of that this season. Um, will that well, continue? They've, they've had a good way. Yeah, they have, yeah. I mean, I've watched Manchester City, uh, and sometimes it ain't gone their way, mm. you know, when they've created the chances. But Liverpool, I've said five or six chances, but for someone, some unknown reason, wouldn't go in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was one of them, uh, when he's hit the inside of the post, and it's bounced back out the other way. <laughs> and I think, I said, how's that not come out to one of the players? So, you know, sometimes it goes for it and sometimes it, it doesn't. Um, it just didn't go for Liverpool. And I still thought they were a better team when they went down to 10 men. Yeah, absolutely. But again, you know, you you have that, that situation in the game. You score three or four goals and then the write-up in the papers is Liverpool were absolutely magnificent, on fire, unstoppable. Then four chances don't go in. You draw 1-1 and the narrative is completely different. I didn't think there was much wrong with Liverpool. I think there's something wrong with Nunez's brain. I mean, and then DDR man, when he said he just walked into him. You know, he, he walked in, not did him. You know what I've told you about the um, 
VAR. Yeah. The VAR don't make mistakes. Mm. It's other people, right, what are giving us uh, the result Absolutely. of the VAR. Yeah. And it's come out now that that's true. I mean, Didier Man, if he thinks that, listen, I don't want to see anybody get sent off. I got sent off five times and I used to go crazy when I got kicked up here. Yeah. And he shouldn't do it, but it's frustrating. I get mm. it. But if he thinks that he can kid anyone on, that he's walked into him, then he's on he's on planet in Mars. <laughs> I did I did have to laugh when he said that. And I thought, no, he didn't say it. I'll, I'll watch it again. Yeah, he did. He walked into him. No, he absolutely headbutted him. Ridiculous. He's apologised. Nice. Absolutely, nice. yeah. But again, if you've got that reputation, the defenders are going to play on that and uh, that, that could prevent him from playing many more uh, games of football for Liverpool. But again, Liverpool do look as though they're going to be the biggest threat to Manchester City's title. And I think Chelsea and Arsenal are not going to be far behind them. Jesus' first goal for Arsenal against Leicester. thought it was absolutely sublime. No backlifting, he's just stuck in the, the top corner, hasn't he? I didn't realise that he'd had an ACL yeah. when he first came to Manchester City. Mm. And remember what I've told you, it took me 14 months for me yeah. to to recover. You know, I mean, I always thought he's going to be a hell of a player. Mm. And it's taken some time. Uh, it's taken him really good 15 months to get over his injury. And now he's a Vedler player in this uh, Arsenal team and he knows he's going to be playing. He's, he's, he's fulfilling and he looks that player that we all thought uh, he was going to be. Absolutely. And I was listening to Steve Perryman's podcast uh, this week and Steve loved his goal, his second goal, where he just tapped it in. And he said, oh, no, it was his head, but it's it's a tap in uh, on the far post. So many goals go missing on, or chances rather, go missing on that far post. And I, th- I thought that the two goals that he scored, the one was his bread and butter, and the other one, just a magic moment. And, and I thought you you saw in that game that, that Jesus can score all kinds of goals. And I am calling him Jesus. I keep hearing them saying it's Jesus. Well, if it is, it's Jesus Christ. It isn't Jesus Christ. So we do say it's Jesus Christ. So I'm calling the kid Jesus. Listen, some people always pronounce it different ways, but... Yeah. If it's pronounced properly, it is it's Jesus. Yeah. In, in English, it is anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And he's playing in England. He's playing for Arsenal. They look as though they could be a threat to Tottenham's position into the, uh, that top four slot in the Champions League. And uh, I looked at the Tottenham and Chelsea game. Cooley Barley, what a strike. I mean... You don't get better strikes than that from a central striker. And he's a centre-half. It was quality, wasn't it? Absolutely. Sublime. And again, yeah. we can go through it all. But let's go back to the Tottenham and Arsenal. I mean, Arsenal blew it last year to finish in the top four. Spot on. You know, uh, Tottenham look a different proposition this season mm. uh, under Conte. I know there's only a couple of games, but... Towards the end of the season, you saw that little bit more grit in the um, and more organisation defensively in in the Tottenham uh, Tottenham team, and I think they've added. Well, I don't think they've added. They've added a, a quality quality players. You know, it's going to be a really good fight for the top four uh, for five or six teams this year. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I personally think that uh, Man City, I think we both agreed on that. Man City top, Liverpool second, and I think third, fourth, fifth and sixth, uh, any from Tottenham, uh, well, Chelsea. I'm not convinced that Liverpool will finish second. Are you not? I'm not well, I think the, 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 they're ageing players in midfield and it's not really gone about... Um, yeah, good point. ...replacing or having... Uh, Younger players to come in, yeah. gain that experience and gain game time uh, against the weaker teams. Mm. And and when you see that happen, you see what happens to the Leeds United over the years when they were one of the best teams. Same thing happened to Chelsea when, when they were one of the best teams. Uh, Man United twice now uh, after the 68 uh, European Cup win, up right up to maybe 1970. And then uh, you've seen Man United again since Alec Ferguson has gone. So you always have to keep rebuilding and replacing senior players. Absolutely. And I think in terms of Manchester United, um, absolutely awful start, the worst start for, for many a season. And it looks as though it's going to be a big, big ask for um, Den Haag to, uh, or Ten Hag to change that around. But again, it's a kind of watch this space. And while we're talking about Manchester, I thought Kevin De Bruyne's goal was just sublime. Outside of his foot, the kid's just, he's just a magician, isn't he? I don't think we've got any more words for him, have we? No. You know, I would say he's been, you can all have Roy Keynes, you can all have your Brian Robsons, I would, uh, and your Stephen Gerrards, I would say he's been the best midfield player I have seen in the Premier League. Yeah, because I think he's got a bit of everything, hasn't he, Kevin De Bruyne? Aggression, yeah. scores goals. Uh, yes, he's playing in a team what's consistently winning, whereas Gerard uh, maybe carried Liverpool at times. Yeah. Because uh, weren't as strong as Manchester. Mm. Watch De Bruyne, he's got a football. He's got absolute everything. You're breaking up a bit, TC. Where are you today? I don't know. I'm just sat in the kitchen, but I always say what I've done. I had my phone. I had my phone away from me. Oh, okay. That's probably what it was. But uh, that ball went very far away from uh, Kevin De Bruyne, wherever he's on the pitch, and he's like, he's like that magnet, isn't he? The players look to Kevin De Bruyne to make the play, and uh, what a fantastic strike! You're looking get, think, Where's he going outside and bang? I get that, and I agree with similar something about that. If, if I were the manager, well, if you were the, if you were the manager and you kept playing to that player all the time, eventually, you know, good teams will go hang a bit. Yeah, we've got to stop that. But mm. they've got that many great players in the team. What can do as good a things as what De Bruyne does? But he is that special. People are frightened of him. Absolutely, you don't. Well, you, again, he's he's a very difficult player to play against because well, you get too he, tight, he'll do. Yeah. You do. You, when when it's on to give him early, give yeah. it him early because he will exploit it. Yeah, he's got the brain to it. Absolutely. You mentioned Graham Souness. A um, little bit of hot water for some, but I thought he was absolutely spot on. I think the referees this season are letting a lot more go. And I think some of the decisions on VAR, the lines are, look as though they're a little bit thicker. Goals that I've seen this season would have been disallowed last season. Fouls would have been, well, challenges would have been fouls last season. The referees, they must have been told to just let I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, 
like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Play continue. Graham Sooner says, I'm really enjoying this. We've got our game back. And when they were talking about Tuchel and Conte, well, it's a man's game. And let's be honest, it is a man's game. I know women play football. I, I know kids, down. but I it's a man's game. Down. I ain't going to bow down to the woke. No, absolutely. I ain't going to bow down to them. Yeah. Right? We call that a man's game because that, that's what it was. That's what it was. The, woman, the woman's game has been uh, elevated by the media. Mm. Technically, I look at some of the women and they've you know, got some fantastic uh, skills. And I don't mind. There's a lot of people uh, don't like the women's game, uh, that because that's the strong side of it. But that's what I will call our game, football. It's a man's game, yeah. right? Because the women, are, yes, have been playing for years, but it's never been elevated to what they're trying to elevate it to now, right? So why is it wrong for soon as to say it's a man's game? Because we've got to use different pronouns. Yeah. Well, I won't be using different pronouns. And if people don't like it, just like in, I can switch it off. I can block them. I can do anything I want on social media. And that's what they have to do. You know, not that we can't say this and we can't say that. You know, they're living in a different world to us. Absolutely. Absolutely, I thought he was. I thought he was 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 spot on. I think Sunus's analysis is always spot on. And for anybody to get their knickers in a twist over that comment of Graham Sunus, I think you need to have a long hard look in the mirror. Again, it's only the woke watch to it. Yeah, it I is. listen to Simon Jordan, yeah, and I listen to uh, Sunus. But now it looks like he's becoming a veddler on the Monday yes, Monday show. Is. At, yeah. uh, and I think it's fascinating listening to all three of them. Jim White, uh, sometimes I bite my tongue with Jim because I'm not quite sure whether he's trying to wind people up. But Simon jo- Jordan, I mean, he's got a, you can see and you can hear how he speaks. He's, he's got a natural, you know, and he, he can talk about any mortal thing from politics to um, football. Mm. They both speak a lot of sense and I think that's going to be a fascinating um, show because that will only get bigger and bigger and bigger with those uh, three on it. So that's what I'll be listening to. I won't be, when I watch football, I turn a lot of the sound off because I don't want to listen to the woke at half time and people uh, bowing down saying the pronouns just because it's so... Sky won't survive because anybody tells me none of it will survive because all this will fall in the in the faces when it all sorted out within the next two years. Absolutely, TC, and you're right. On a Monday, it's fantastic when Graham Sooners and Simon Jordan are uh, on there with Jim White. I think Jim is one of the. He's a bit of a fence sitter, isn't he? He's a little bit of a brown noser, if I'm absolutely honest. But he's a. I very... think he winds people up. I think he's there too. 
I think he's tremendous host. For, to get the to get the people to phone in, get get irritated. Yeah, but I that's think, how I look at it. I could be wrong. Yeah, no, absolutely. But um, but he is a fantastic host, and them two are tremendous. I don't think we're going to see many rows because I mean they've always, what they're going to do, and they go to head to head. They're going to be at each other's throats. I don't think they will because they're both very intelligent people and look at the game and look at the world in a proper intelligent manner and way, and, and did, won't I'll be did, swayed by the woke. And I think it's it's refreshing. It's good to listen to because there are some other broadcasters i just turn it off because i just can't listen to them well simon that. simon jordan reminds me in, 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 in especially in football of um, jordan peterson the intellect uh, he, he knows how to word when anyone throws something at, at simon jordan he's got yeah. the intelligence to to override all that um so for me uh that that will only get from that will only go from strength to strength. That well, I'm saying they won't. I think Sky apologised for Graham Sooners. I'm not quite sure whether Graham Sooners apologised, but uh, I think uh, Sky apologised for for Graham using that uh, term. It's you know we've got our game back. It's a man's game. No, it's a man's game. That's what it is. That's what it's always been. Now, again, I'll repeat it again. The women the women's game's been elevated. <coughs> by the media mm. right uh what else has it done it's it's won it's won the world uh, the european championship yeah. in in england and i guarantee you this you know in five years time i bet people won't won't remember who won it possibly not and i'll tell you what it'd be very interesting to see what the attendances will be like when the wsl starts um, I, I hope that fans do come out and watch them play and, and, and tune in and, and watch them because I do like to watch the women play. The wokeness of it all annoys me and it was a big turn-off. But I did watch them in the Euros. I was really impressed with yeah. the quality of some of the players. Uh, Gabby, I want you to listen to what I'm going to say to you now. Yeah. Did you watch all the matches? I watched majority no, of them. No, I watched mainly England, but some of the well, games... I watched a lot of them. Yeah. Did you see what type of fan were in the ground? Um, Different type of fans. Yes. I watched the majority of Mm. them. They're a different type of fan. That's one thing. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's that's not the main thing. The main thing is this. I wouldn't believe the media if they said to me, good morning. Mm. Because majority, I'll guarantee you, they gave a lot of tickets away for these games. 100%. They cannot kid me. Some no, managers try to kid me. They could never kid me. Because mm. I will always ask that question. Yeah. Do I like watching women's football? Yes, I do. Mm. And it's not because the women I like to watch it, because technically they're not bad. Yeah. Do I think it's on the same level as men? No. No. Do I think that, you know, they've done a great job by winning the European Championship? Yes. For the women's football or women's sport, absolutely brilliant. But I ain't going to fall. I'll go and do what the won't want me to do. I will sit, tell it as I see it. Different fans go to that fo- women's football compared to men's football. You, when you watch the, the, the show, mm. majority of them are kids. What's, they've been given tickets, or the parents have been given tickets to take the kids with. Different atmosphere altogether. Yeah. And yet, I will say this, it's done. It, it'll have done the world of women's football the world of good. I'll guarantee you, you'll not be seeing them full houses. 
No. Unless they're giving tickets, unless they're giving tickets away. Absolutely, TC. Spot on. Uh, book Corner in association with MyFootballBooks.com. Andy has sent us his uh, recommended book this week, and it's one that I have in my library as well. It's called Origin Stories. We have talked about it um, in the last series on The Current View. Uh, the Pioneers Who Took Football to the World by Chris Lee, and Chris Lee does an excellent podcast called The Outside Right. Uh, Pitch Publishing have published it, and it goes through the world talking about those pioneers and how football originated in countries all around the world. So it is a great read. It's got a fantastic cover with an old brown leather case ball and a cleverly um, improvised map of the world on it. So Origin Stories by Chris Lee, the pioneers who took football to the world. Looks an absolute fabulous read. And on this day, the 16th of August, so it would have been yesterday, TC, 1831, Ebenezer Cobb Morley was born. He was the FA's first secretary and did the first draft of the laws of the game in 1863. So, happy heavenly birthday, Ebenezer. I wonder what he's thinking now with the uh, with the game, if you could see it and the changes, uh, and the changes to the laws of the game. I would say that he would be looking down on a cloud and saying, if it's an obvious offside, put your flag up. If it's an obvious decision, make that decision. Because the laws of the game are there. You've studied the laws of the game, you referees and linesmen. So please implement it. And there was a a situation where the Everton lad broke his leg on the first game of the season. And I said to Tom, he's gone through all the pre-season, he's gone through everything, I think he's last about 12 minutes, he's got a broken leg, and all the linesman needed to do was put his damn flag up because that ball was about three yards out of play. And, And it just annoys me when they... Don't put the flags up. With with the ones, it's a tight call, I get that. But the obvious ones, put your flag up, stop the game, and let's get on with it. You don't yeah, have to. You expect it. You do that. Yeah, exactly. I would do that. Yeah. But the other people want, want the money. Yeah. Right, and they tell what to do, they will do it. Keep the mm. mouth shut, and that's what they will do. Yeah, absolutely sad because footballers are going to get injured. I know players are up, but, you know, it happens. Players get injured. I know they do. I hear that and I see that. Of course they do. But these are unnecessary injuries where the ball's out of play. (laughs) By the way, I get that, Gabby, but I tell you what, it doesn't take a lot for some of these players to be injured, does it? They can't can't play. They just... Do, do a little slip in the shower or something. So it's unbelievable. But I, I get I get where you're coming from. They can get serious injuries. Absolutely. And after all, TC, it is a man's game. So we're gonna. I think we're going to be hashtagging it. It's a man's game. Do you remember uh, Soccer Saturday when they used to do the Yorkie advert? It's not for girls. I did put it up on the current view this week. 
Um, I don't know if, if the woke are going to try and historically sue Yorkie, but it was brilliant. The girls used to put moustaches on and stuff and, can I have a Yorkie bar, please? And then, you know, they'd ask him about the offside rule. I can remember that, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, Yorkie, it's not for girls. I mean, it just shows, and it wasn't that long ago, how far, I would say, backwards our society's going, not forwards. But, uh, All they're doing is changing the words in the dictionary, aren't they? They certainly are, and they're, they're just making absolutely no sense to me in this modern world. But what does make, and what did make sense to me, is the uh, the next book. Uh, I've got both of them here in my library. Uh, Rodney Marsh, I Was Born a Loose Cannon with Brian Woolner. And Rodney Marsh, Priceless, the autobiography. Two books there of, of Rodney. Um, what a player. Deaf in one ear as well, isn't he, Rodney? I didn't know I didn't know that. Again, I've learned something. I always learn something every, every week with you, Gabby. I think England were playing Wales and Malcolm McDonald come off the pitch. I think it was at half time. And he said, Why didn't you pass to me? I was shouting. And Rodney said, I couldn't hear, I'm deaf in one ear. And, and, that, but he might be using that as an excuse. Well, I thought that <laughs> until I saw Dan Abrams, who wrote the book of the 1971-72 season. He, he commented uh, about Rodney being deaf in one ear. So if you do read the book, guys, I don't know whether it'll be in loose cannon or priceless, but I'm guessing it, Rodney will say that he is actually, in fact, deaf in one ear. I have got... If I'd have thought of that when I was playing it with Jack, I'd have said to him, I'm deaf, I'm deaf in both ears, Jack. <laughs> Mind you, I was out with a lad once. I mean, I wasn't out with a lad, but he was a mate. And he asked his bird to dance, and she said, I'm ever so sorry, I've got a wooden leg. And then five minutes after, that wooden leg looked ever so good as she was tripping the uh, the, uh, tripping the fandango across the dance floor with some <laughs> handsome-looking young man. I said, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that wooden leg looks good, mate. But there you go. <laughs> I think Rodney is deaf in uh, in one ear, and also a, a book that we've um, that's been on the shelf for uh, a few months now. Uh, I think it came out last year, summer uh, last year. Jim McCallyog, uh, Wembley wins, Wembley woes. Yes, it's a great book. I bought that uh, up at Midlandley. Um, trying to think with the public middle handler. Uh, I went along to uh, when uh, when Jim was selling that, and he was he's well, he's, he still is by Sheffield Sheffield Wednesday Idler. What is Jim? Great book. Absolutely. I went up to uh, the Black Country, and then met Jim. Had a photograph taken with him, and bought his book. And in not this uh, issue, which is number eighty of Backpass Magazine, but issue number seventy nine. There's a wonderful uh, return of the Mac. It's a, a great piece by David Instone uh, talking to Jim McCallyog and going through his career uh, that spanned um, Wolverhampton Wanderers, Chelsea, Sheffield Wednesday, uh, Manchester United, Saints and Lincoln. Jim is star of the 70s uh, later on in the podcast, so we will be looking at his, his career. But a tremendous little spread there. Uh, Jim McCallyog, Wembley wins, Wembley woes. What a player. Jim McCallyog is, well, he, he isn't a player now, but he always will be a player. And I never say 
Abby was because it, it just it infers that he's not with us no more. But uh, but Jimmy is great guy and a wonderful book and a fantastic read. TC. I think while we're, when I was speaking to Jim, he asked me about Lottie McManiby because he didn't like Lottie McManiby, didn't Jim? Did he not? No, he didn't like him at all. Again, with some managers and some players, you get on and some don't. And exactly, look, you know, uh, I, I look at McManamy as a bloke. It, it wasn't a bad bloke. I just thought if it, it, it yeah. me. A Serbian media.